Good evening, Amantabatala Ninjani, Leraite, Sanbonani, Dumela Matobaholo. Welcome to another episode of The Recovery. We're on season two. I think this is episode four, if I'm not mistaken. Sure, last week's episode was hot, ne? It's, yeah, no, I was really fired up there. Um, what were we talking about last week? Somebody please remind me. Um, okay, now I wish I had an audience. You know, <laughs> you know, like a live audience right now. Uh, what was I talking about? What were we talking about? What were we discussing? I think we were discussing infidelity. I always like to talk about that because um, it's something that's quite close to my heart, something that I, you know, I, I really feel that a lot of men and a lot of women need to address in their lives because obviously there's so many deep-rooted issues to that. You can't discuss one aspect of it without discussing the other aspect. But anyway, let's change it up a bit. Let us talk about finances. So I've been doing like the lesson in the past week. Um, so I just felt like let me just quickly do a very a very short podcast um, this week and then, you know, just so that you can have something to, to listen to, something you can keep. I realize that you can't, I mean, have my big face on your screen every single time just listening to the lessons and stuff. So again, like I always like to start, I was telling this um, um, uh, this lady uh, today, um, I think in a couple of days she'll be a colleague of mine, very smart lady. She was saying, Jorge, you know, so I was just telling her exactly what I do, you know, so we were just mentioning Tabayadi podcast. So I told her so from the beginning that, we started off saying Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added on you. So now what we were talking about is this, that everything is locked up in the word. You've heard me say this a thousand times. Everything. You can't go and employ a certain strategy and a certain strategy and then come on now. You want to use each and every strategy around the world and then now think you're going to have a consistent stream of income. No. So that's why everything is locked up in the word. Believe it or not, the Bible does talk about finances in so many ways and in so many levels. The problem is we have this archaic, this narrow uh, viewpoint when it comes to finances, right? So let me try and attempt to open up your mind a bit. So that's why I open up with Matthew 6.83, just to tell you where to start. So we will use solely uh uh, what you call this, the biblical principles. So um, Colossians 3.23 says, all the work that you do, you must do it as unto the Lord, right? So you must work diligently. So the reason why I mentioned that in the lesson, in lesson one, in the first lesson, was that you've got a day job, right? You've got a job that you, it might not necessarily pay well, it might not necessarily pay what is deserving to you, but it's your job. You still wake up every morning, you still need to feed the kids, pay for the school fees and uh, whatever, like feed your, uh, you can feed your lifestyle or maybe attend to your lifestyle. But here you are, o complainer, njalo, every single day, we are lofa, unnecessarily. You know, you don't honor your job. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. You don't, you don't respect, um, you, you know, like your time. You come in late, you take extra hours of lunch and whatnot. So you become lazy, you become slow, you become sluggish. Basically, in some governmental departments, that was, you know, like, and that's what we face. And it's so ironic, isn't it, that when Opumaya from the private sector, you've come to do your ID, home affairs, or whatever, and you're the first person to complain how Guti that service was slow, how government workers or how that security guard was just so slow and so inefficient. But yet you are the same. You are absolutely the same. Just because you can hide behind some reports and because Ukulumi is in you say, you know, to your bosses, you know, and they actually complimented you for that. But you know very well that you are performing below par. Let me tell you something. That thing is not going to serve you well. Again, Colossians 3.23, work as unto the Lord. Let me tell you why I say that. Your diligence, 
right? Your diligence in your work, the way that you take your work seriously, that thing will carry over at the time whereby you are about to start your business or maybe when you're helping a family member start their business or a friend. So if you, can you imagine, if you do not have any discipline now, how on earth do you think oh, that you're going to get disciplined when you start running your business? Because you know what's going to happen? You're going to uh, cash in your pension. You're going to open up a business because you feel, uh, because you think that great ideas are what sustain businesses. No, my dear. Great ideas are what start businesses. Great ideas don't sustain businesses. It's work ethic that sustains it. Right. I'm not talking about the king cause of ethics. The accountants will understand me here. I'm talking about work ethic. How do you carry yourself? Are you punctual at work? You know, do you give your work 110%? Because now what you feed, or rather, um, um, like in that which you apply yourself to, you know, uh, that thing will rub uh, off on you as well, right? Um, I know I could have used a better term or, you know, something, but I think you understand what I'm saying. We must work really hard. Otherwise, can you imagine, you do group assignments, and sometimes maybe even in the work environment, you do group assignments, and then there'll be that one, or maybe one person that will actually do all the work because everybody else is slacking off, right? And, and then we are quite, that person becomes disgruntled, and all of that kind of stuff. Come exam time, the person that, the person that carried all of the work will be in a far better position to answer those questions because now you'd find that, you know, the exam is based on, uh, that group activity, so you're supposed to gain something from that. So, you know, to the other lazy people. So, learn from your managers. Learn, learn, because now you might not necessarily be good at Excel, but your manager is. So, stop having that attitude of, oh, 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 I'm going to take so many sick leaves, you know, get rid unnecessarily. Learn from that person. Let me tell you, a lot of people will not teach us. You know, I don't want to play the race card, but I think you know where I'm going. A lot of people... Get it? You see what I did there? A lot of people will not um, teach us their skills. So there isn't, in the corporate world, let me tell you, there isn't any skills transferal. They'll give you a task to do, but but really they won't t teach you the skill to run the company. They won't tell you the, you know, the shortcuts. They won't tell you, um, you know, time-saving equipment. Well, well time-saving tools, right, need to use, you know, um, for you know, so that you can do your job more efficiently. So you got to learn whatever you can learn from your environment. By the time you leave that job, you'll be able to uh, better run your business. Let me tell you something. Not just better run your business, but you'll be able to teach others to run your business for you. The other lesson, lesson two. Uh, Ecclesiastes 1 and 2 says, Cast your bread upon many waters, right? And divide it into 70s and 40s, you know, and then, and then cast it on the waters. You won't even know which one will come back to you. Meaning it's that whole thing, that diversification and investments. The only time when we hear investments is when Bruce Whitfield is talking on 702, maybe with Itabeng. You know, like we'd listen to the news 403, but as soon as, you know, um, they reach the financial sector where they're talking about commodities, trading, and all of that kind of stuff, like we just shut down. Like, oh, let's just see whether Isbaya, you know, has already started or the Queen has already started. No, guys, let's look and let's look and teach ourselves, right? Now, let's look into these things, you know, so that we can teach ourselves. So now, here's the thing. Diversification and investment does not necessarily have to be in the stock market. I'll tell you now, let me give you a simple scenario. You can take 100,000 rand and put it in the bank. So somebody, let's just take um, Uman B or Sis B. Yeah? Sis B is a fictional character. Um, this lady now just got her pension. So she's taking about 
500,000 rand and then she's putting it to bank in IT. She's investing it. So she's locked it up. So she needs to have like a 32-day notice or whatever. The bank takes that money because you've locked it up, right? You've given them, you know, for safekeeping and, and probably gain about 8 to 9% interest per annum. So she'll get it in 540 or 530,000 rand at the end of the 12 months. So the bank takes it and then trades with it. And then it diversifies the, uh, in the revenue stream. So that's why you hear that certain buildings are owned by certain banks. So the bank will invest in property. The bank will, for example, open up a car division, FMB, for example, like West Bank, uh, Net Bank, like Motor Finance Corporation. So they'll diversify their portfolio because by a one, we okay, listen, we can't just loan people money. We need to invest in property. So let us buy land. Let us um, uh, sponsor developers, you know, rather than maybe not sponsor, but let us um, work together with developers, right? So these guys will come in and then build in, like now build a, a big block of flats. Um, you guys will come in, because Funuklala, you pay the rent or you buy that you know property, they make a killing out of it, you go into another 20-year bond, it's like a whole cycle. What the bank essentially did, it diversified its, its revenue stream. You learn and do the very same. So, you would ask me, okay, Tabako, this sounds so great, but what do I do now? I'm about to go in pension, or I'm struggling to pay my debt. I don't know even trust me, right? My stuff have has been to cash crusaders, has been to cash converters. Trust me, it's been bad. I mean, by God's grace, I'm making it now, right? Um, but I'm telling you, it has been so bad. I'll tell you another day. Let me tell you what you can do now. You know, when you when you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, one of the things that Robert Kiyosaki says is that you can't make wealth while you still have debt. You must pay off all of your debt. You'd say, oh, no, I must go buy that book. No, no, you've got the Bible. The Bible says, oh, no man um, and nothing except your duty to love that person. So, do you understand? So, you must finish off your debt, right? Shop. So now that's the first thing you must do. Before what Christmas it's iron those clothes, you know, wash them properly, bleach or whatever it is, but iron those clothes, make sure that you've got a uh, stay soft, but please for heaven's sake, don't buy a cell phone or they will come and tell you how the new iPhone contract. Do not go there. Finish off your debt. It might take a year or two years, but nothing worth having ever came in a day. Right? It was built. Rome was not built in a day. So do that. Right. So now that's the first practical step that you can take. So let me take you back. Remember we spoke about um, just now diversifying your portfolio, right? So now here's the thing. So you're working. So this is you. You you are benefiting from the podcast. You're listening to Tebokhoi. Like, hey, Wizit Tebokhoi is making so much sense. Um, I like, you know, to hear his voice. <laughs> um, but... You know, so you're working, so you're learning from your managers, you're learning, uh, you know, from your colleagues and you're being diligent in your work. Um, hard work is always rewarded, right? Um, might not necessarily be at the moment that you might think you need that reward, but it will definitely come when you need it. I'm telling you, that's a true fact. Ask anyone that has ever been in the corporate environment. You know, it will reward you in one way or another. So you could get a promotion. That also increases your revenue stream. And as your responsibilities increase, also your knowledge, you know, of the company, of the environment, of the sector increases. People don't look at it like that, do they? Hmm, you don't. No, you didn't, right? Yes, now you do. So now, while you're working, remember, 
before you started working, you were selling amakwenya or you were selling amakibkib or you were selling all of these things, right? Now that you've got a job, you've got a nine to five, ufagi tie, you know, or you know, you put on that skirt and those heels, and you think that no, no, you can't um, sell amakwenya anymore, you can't sell the court anymore, you can't do any of those things. No, you can, right? Now teach somebody. Um, you, you know, at the work that you did, right? Pay that person a fair's wage, right? Ne? And then now you get some profits. The problem is, ne, your relationship with money is, you know, is a bit weird. A lot of people's relationship with money is a bit weird. You start looking at, hey, 150. Hey, what was a 150? What was a 150? 150 in 10 months is 1.5, by the way. That 1.5 you can use and, and, and have invested in so many ways. As long as you teach yourself where to invest that money. So maybe even if you make 200 rand a month, you can take that money. Oh, okay, listen. Uh, maybe I can... Uh, you know, things on my ice or things, you know, ice cream or something. You know, let me just buy that two liter ice cream, which is like 40 bucks, right? And then come on. Now, let me buy a cone, which is like about 30 rand, so it's 70 rand. So you start selling it at about 10 rand, you know, cocasi or somewhere. So you've made, I mean, how much? Say now you, you bought 15 or 20 cones, you know, you sell for 10 rand. So you've made about like 200 plus. The thirty rand that you had. So I mean, look, you look, you can do the math. So you've got a hundred percent return, or just about. So you gotta look at it like that. So that is you diversifying your portfolio. So I want you to look at money differently. I want money to work for you. I don't want you to work for money, because by the time you reach forty, you you should have at least three streams of passive income, meaning you should have put certain things. Uh, in place so now and everywhere else everybody's catching on to this thing yeah using the yard space for the room you think you know it's a lot of money that's great stuff sharp that's one let's look at other things you know get your room okay sharp so what do you do with other again uh, with the excess money that you've got don't buy a phone or whatever you know go and invest in other people let me tell you something um if you know that maybe you're not skilled at a particular thing or you don't know uh you're left from your right in terms of coding you know or, or maybe in terms of um what the arch or something give people that know how to do that right i've got a friend of mine that i mean he loves getting his hair cut every single week. i think look i think this guy cuts his hair like twice a week so he's got a another friend right now who cuts hair so what he did, he saved enough money, he took that money and then opened up a salon. It's a great salon, it's thriving, you know, so from from cutting hair and all of that kind of stuff, they have diversified within the very same um, hair studio. Now they're doing tattoos. I really think that's a great model, do you understand? So the sky's the limit for them. So I want you to also learn the very same thing. I want you to have a good relationship with money. So Oskaja change. Baba. So it's just somebody. No, no, don't do that. Reinvest that money. And another lesson, you know, the word says we must give. Again, we have a negative um, image and opinion of giving. Let me tell you, it is a law from the Lord. He says, give so that uh, many might come back to you. So remember I told you God does not do anything on this world without consulting people first, 
right? So if you want God to intervene over a particular situation, that is why we pray. We're giving God legal authority to intervene in our situation. So when you give, it's like because if you give to the poor, you are giving to God and he will return to you tenfold. If you give to people that if you give to people that cannot uh, do for themselves, you are lending the Lord and the Lord will always repay his debts. So now what's happening is this. When you give, it's an act of service. When you give, it's also prayer. So now when you give, you are allowing the Lord to, to or rather you're giving a pathway or a platform for, you know, for the Lord to return back to you that which you gave out of a pure heart. So it is important. You think about whatnot. Let me tell you, you will not take Petrus Mutsepa out anytime soon. Let me tell you why. The other day he gave out about um a hundred million just to create jobs. Can you imagine? A hundred million of his own money. I don't care whether you're a billionaire or whatnot. One million is we feel, two million is we feel, Tavanga fifty. What about a hundred million? So now, um, do you understand? He, he understood that principle. And let me tell you something. There is no... Try it. Yeah? Prove me wrong. Try it. There is no motivational book or there is no financial book that will speak about uh, making money and whatnot without a section on giving. Some will call it charity. Some will call it corporate social responsibility. They'll find very uh, fancy names, English names, you know, these bombastic names. Uh, you know, um, sorry, I listen to 702 a lot. But let me tell you, the principle, the, the, the underlying principle is giving. That is lesson three. Lesson one would be, um, what did we say in lesson one again? Lesson one would be uh, everything is locked up in the kingdom, right? Um, that you must work diligently. Lesson two would be diversify your income. Lesson three would be this. You must give. So have a good relationship with money, right? Have a good relationship with money. It's not nice. And then, you know, like um, when you get your salary on the 25th and then on the 27th, it's finished. It's not nice. When you get your money on the 20th and then on the 23rd, you're asking people by the 25 to give you 200 rand so that you can cover for the next week. It's not nice. That's why sometimes, that's why, you know, we're always angry, you know, at nurses, you know, and doctors or or maybe just uh, these guys that earn on the 15th because we always say, no, they're stingy. They must be stingy because now the whole country is asking them for money. So here I'm, I'm earning my 7,000 rand on the 15th or my 5,000 rand or my 15,000 rand on the 15th. And I've got 10, 15 people that don't know how to manage their money that are asking me for 500 rand. Of course, I'm going to be irritable. Of course, I'm going to be stingy. You know, try going to a governmental hospital on the 15th, right? Everybody wants to knock off early and whatnot because they get paid on that day. Come on the 16th, the 17th. They're the most angriest people ever. Because So listen, have a good relationship with money. If there's something that you need to get out of this, besides the three lessons, is this. Have a good relationship with money. Anyway, it's been long. I thought it was going to be a short voice note. Sorry, um, a short podcast. Uh, but again, please, man, have a good relationship with money. From me to you, with much love, much grace. Till next week. Thank you. Cheers.